Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love in every color for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores or visit us online at minkycouture.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, you had a you had a little incident with a, with an innocent lady in the, in the stage. She wasn't innocent. You know, uh, listen, when your team is last place, you don't go to the first place ballpark and, and talk trash. Yeah, but she came at you peacefully. She said, no, hey, she did not. Hey, she, know, tapped, she, tapped me on, she tapped me on the shoulder, bro. Right, but she tapped She you interfered with the hot dog. Right, okay, so you're mad the fact that you were eating the hot Has dog. Has nothing to do with me eating the hot dog. She, she attacked you in your eating space. She could have said, excuse me, sir, and then we could have carried the conversation. Okay, so that would have been okay. That would have been okay. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Saturday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbean as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. We already know what's going on today, Claw. Claw, welcome back to the studio. We missed you last week, man. Jimmy, welcome back. You know, you were going for like, what, two weeks? Yeah, don't make it happen again. Don't make it happen again. <laughs> Nicole and the ones and twos. You know, the, the silent assassin is what I call her. Alfred, welcome to the show, my man. Glad to be here. You know, lots to get into today. You know, we, we're going to talk about your acclaimed career here. You, you, you're, you dabble in a lot of stuff. You know, I, I got to give you your flowers. Thank you. Not right away, but, you know, I'll give you your flowers. Uh, we're going to talk about the Knicks. You know, the, the whole Donovan Mitchell debacle, I can't wait to bash the Knicks, you know me. Um, Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook, is that going to work? Uh, we got NFL talks, Russell Wilson got the bag, and certain people are not happy about it, I don't know why. Um, you know, you got Cowboys disaster, um, we got Mets talk, Yankees talk, you know, you're a big baseball fan, so, you know, that's going to be fun. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. But before we get into anything, I know everybody has to be aware of the hilarious news that hit the waves early this week. Stacey Dash is going viral, y'all. The, the, it, the fact that she didn't realize that DMX has been dead for over a year, it's great. Absolutely great. She went to TikTok 
And she was like, I'm listening to DMX, and I had no idea that he was dead. I'm seeing R.I.P. Now, this is a celebrity. She doesn't live on the rock. How the hell did she not know that DMX is dead? Nicole, did you hear about this? Maybe she was clueless. Good. She's been clueless since by no, but you, you, you'd have to live under a rock to, to not know that DMX is dead. Well, she, she probably does. If you see her, you can definitely tell that she's probably on a different planet. <laughs> she doesn't. She don't live here all the time. She don't live here all the time. Completely clueless. There was another video that was posted where, like, you know, they're doing, like, like certain slang or terms that you grew up hearing. She had no idea. No idea. She grew up in the Bronx. Had no idea about, about Bronx lingo. So it just gives you an insight of who she is. She's completely brain dead. Completely. It's hilarious. It's all off. Yeah. You, you, you think she's still on the drugs? Uh, Gotta be. She's on something. She's on something to just like... <laughs> to just numb, numb her yeah, out? Yeah, just... Hey, listen. You're not on the drugs anymore, but we have this thing that, that says it's called fuck it all. <laughs> Like, you, you take it, nothing else matters. Fuck it all. <laughs> like, it's like the drugs. Yeah, it's like the drug, but it's completely different. When you say that fast, it sounds like a prescription medication. Yeah, that's what it get. That's how they get you. And then it pops up on the bottom of the screen. Right, exactly. <laughs> New brand. Fuck it all. <laughs> you gotta do that. Uh, but welcome to the show, my man. Thank um, you. You know, you've been dying to come on the show, and I've been, I've been holding off for, for a long time. Because the thing is, we don't agree on much. And you might be the first guest to be escorted out of the All Even Studio. But see, my thing is, the, the sweet part about life is that everybody got difference of opinion. Oh, yeah? I mean, some people's opinions are flat out wrong. But yeah. Not mine, but, you know. Like yours. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, 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 my, my opinions are mostly facts. They are not. Yes, they are. They are not. They're opinions. Your yeah. opinion, your opinion, you've been wrong about a lot of things. That's all right. Okay, I'm just letting you know. I stand on those, though. Okay. I'm a villain. I don't give a shit. As long as you're willing to live and die on that hill, that's okay. (laughs) I'll die on whatever hill I want to. Okay? Don't tell me what to do on my own show. It's already starting off bad. Listen, you you, you previously banned me. Folks that are watching this show, I I was banned for a long time. Yeah. Why I was banned, I don't know. I I, I guess you're afraid to be challenged. No, it has nothing to do with that. It was your background check. It's your background check. Background check. Because first off... You're supposed to get Claw some, some Jets tickets, and what happened with that? Hmm. What listen, happened with listen, that? Listen, man, I tried. No, no, no. You, no, no, the, no the, don't. The, the, pow, the powers that be. You see what happened? You see the, no, see, the powers that be didn't answer me till like, late Saturday night. You see what happens, Claw? You see how you see how he gaslighted us just now? It's not a gaslight. It is. He said it was a call back tomorrow. Right. He didn't call. Didn't call back. Because I didn't get an answer. So if I call you back, and I'm like, yo, they didn't tell me nothing. So you left us on red. You didn't give us an update. Didn't leave you on red. I talked to you the whole week. Yeah, right. And you completely just like ignored the, 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 the elephant in the room about tickets. I will make it up to y'all. Don't worry. Matter of security. I don't believe Right. <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? See, you're, you're already skating on thin ice, man. Listen, y'all listen, y'all sat in the impossible section to catch t-shirts. I made sure the kids had shirts. Okay? That is true. That, that is true. That is true. Yeah. You did hook up because, the kids. Because nobody else was going was gonna to do that. Uh, I, I do appreciate no, that. Man, but no problem. You know, yeah, little, little side story. Do you, did, did I tell you the, the, the fib I told my boss to get y'all the shirts? No. So I told her, because they, because Woody Johnson, God bless his soul, because, you know, he writes me a check, but he, he, he has a certain thing that he wants, he has a certain way he wants things run. So, by the way, I shoot t-shirts during timeout at the Jets game. Yeah, he shoots people in the face with t-shirts. I do not shoot people in the face. <laughs> but um, they don't want anybody, 
hand throwing t-shirts. So, you know, if you sit in the first 10 rows, the gun is going to go over your head. So I had to tell my boss, I'm like, listen, my brother uh, brought brought my nephews to the game and they got a field seat. Can we give them some shirts? Because, you know, the kids, the kids is crying. Right. So she was like, yeah, you could give them give them two or three. I was like, OK. OK, so you lied. Yeah. But it wasn't really a lie. Well, it wasn't a lie because I do consider I mean, you a yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah. talking about that part. I'm just talking about the fact that they were crying. Kids weren't crying. They were having a great time. Uh, they were pretty well, much. Well, well, <laughs> I, had, I, had to milk, I had to milk it, though. Cause I mean, I, it was raining, so maybe you could you could kind of mask the tears in the rain. Well, well that's true. But I had, to, like I had to milk it, though. <laughs> could use the and we had no ponchos. Yeah, no ponchos. So you could definitely feel sorry for us that we were getting soaked. With no ponchos, and maybe so we he, expected from the where he was. He saw tears, right? The rain. That's right? What it was. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. They kept looking at you like, Alfred, please, <laughs> sure, please. That's no, please, and, 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 But listen, it took you about four hours to get those shirts to us because we we were there. We anticipated the shirts, and you waited until about the last minute to get us the shirts. You got so those I shirts? Wanna... No, you got those shirts in the in the third quarter. <laughs> that wasn't last minute. It's a narrative that I'm spinning on this show. Don't try to correct it. Jesus, right? Christ. <laughs> Don't try to correct me. All right, so that's what happened. Okay, you 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 waited until like two minutes into the fourth quarter to get the shirts. That's not true because you were you you left by then. <laughs> oh man! But listen, Alfred, um, you are you wear a lot of hats, my man. You are the founder of the Rap Lab podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, you can definitely catch that on you know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube as well. Um, you are a wrestling commentator. Yes, sir. On the indie circuit, uh, your name is your name is spreading like wildfire out there right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's growing. Like yeah, a, like a chia pet. Don't yeah. try to don't try to be bashful on this show. I'm not because because when you bit. speak to me off 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 camera, there is no humbleness about you. Oh no, I'm 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 the greatest unsigned commentator in the Northeast. Oh, tell them. Yeah, no, of talk. course. Talk to him um, nice. Yeah, you can find me commentating in most places. Uh, Titan Championship Wrestling, Invictus Pro Wrestling, all over the place. I'm, I'm all over IWTV, which is like the new right. WWE network for independent don't, wrestling. Don't, don't so. do that. Don't do that. What do you mean? Don't, I gotta, try to, don't try to compare it to the, to the people. But what I'm doing is I'm telling people where they can find me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen. So um, if you had to choose a passion, would it be hip-hop or would it be wrestling? Damn, why you gotta make me choose? If you had to choose. I guess we could I guess we could go with the wrestling. Yeah? By a slim margin. Because you're an A you're an AEW mark. I'm not an AEW mark. You are. I told you why I watch AEW. You go to a lot of, you go to more AEW shows than anything else. That's not true. It is true. Lifetime I've been to more WWE shows. AEW's only been alive what, three years? Yeah. But you've been to like ten of them. I haven't been to ten. You've been like ten. I haven't you ever been go to ECW. He doesn't like ECW. Yeah. I don't. I don't like ECW. He doesn't like hardcore wrestling. That, that's not. Don't like it. What Har- do you mean? Har- AEW ain't wrestling, but you watch that. They have listen. Every now and then, a re- <laughs> every now and then, a wrestling match will break out. Okay. You see what I'm saying? You see how I get you? But nah. I mean, you know, definitely catches work. He knows what he's talking about. Um, biggest news though, in sports right now. Well, New York sports anyway. Uh, the Knicks, they uh, they shit the bed in the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, is they, that is that really news though? Because the the Knicks they shit the bed a lot. Oh, I mean they they have a new regime, so you expect it differently, right? It's still the same organization with uh, the same owner. Dolan, people need to stop bashing Dolan. Dolan does not do anything bad. He's hands off, and he lets the people with the basketball knowledge run the basketball. 
So you can't blame Dolan for that. Poor Spike Lee. He puts himself through it every season. But, you know, the, the Jazz end up trading Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they get a haul back. They, they get a lot of players back. Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, uh, the rookie. What's his name? Uh, Ojibai or whatever his name is. They got a couple picks and pick swaps. And it took New York by surprise because they believed that they were exclusively negotiating with the, with the, with the Jazz. And when you're in negotiations, you should never think that you're the only team that's in the running. There's always a dark horse. So they thought that they had the leverage, and they didn't. Now, what do you believe that this was the right move for the Knicks to walk away from the deal? Or should they have gone all in for Donovan Mitchell, who is uh, a native Long Islander, right? He's He loves New York. He's a Mets fan. He's always here in New York. Loves the city, right? Is that somebody who they should have looked at to say, all right, we got to go all in to get this guy? Because he's a culture changer. He can be able to, to generate the type of business that we want to maybe get some other stars here at like some point. Hero. Right? Hometown hero type of thing, right? Like... Do you think the Knicks did the right thing, or did they botch it? Oh, they botched it. See, Donovan Mitchell, he may not be a LeBron James or a Steph Curry or a Kevin Durant. Right. But he's still a player that if he's on your team, you know that, A, he's going to be the face of the team or the face of the franchise. Correct. And, B, the team is going to be successful. Because Donovan Mitchell, despite what people may say, oh, he can't get out the first round, but... He goes to the playoffs year after year after year. Right. Cleveland is probably going to end up in the playoffs this oh, yeah, season. Definitely. They're definitely a top five seed. So, for the Knicks to, to pass on a guy like that, but then you could sign a, a career bench guy to a, a, a $100 million contract. $100 million contract and Jalen Brunson, you know. I mean, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle might not even get you 35 wins. Right. And then the fact that they just extended R.J. Barrett as well. So the trade, the way it looks is that the Knicks chose R.J. Barrett over Donovan Mitchell. Now, Claw, you're a Knicks fan. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, they had to do something. They had the money. They had to spend it. But you had to lock in R.J. R.J.'s that guy. This all is for R.J. to develop their guy and have some help around them to really turn him to a superstar that they think he is. Okay, but you're giving, you're, you're giving R.J. the money hoping that he will become a superstar. Right. You got a guy that already is a star, but he's 25 the, years old. But the price was crazy, though. The was price, it really? They was trying to give up. Yo, you know they wanted, Daniel Ainge wanted everything. Yeah, there's a New York tax. I get it. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that certain guys, you got to take the plunge for. Because if you have all of these, all right, the Knicks have these trade assets. They got these picks. They got these young players. What are you going to do with these young players? That are, you can't pay everybody. See, here, here, here's my, my opinion on this, and plenty of people that I talk sports would always disagree on me on this. But picks, you never know what the picks are going to turn exactly. into. A pick could be a Michael Jordan or a pick could be an Anthony Bennett. Right. You don't know until you make the pick and the pick sees the court. Absolutely. If I'm trying to win now, picks don't mean anything Or to even me. not even trying to win now, but just create a brand new culture, right? Because Not even e- brand new culture. If I want to go from a, a team that finished 12th in the league to, to 8, that's a playoff spot, 12 to 8. Is well, what I'm saying is that it, it's, it's, it's a culture change because what you're doing is you're telling your fan base, we're trying to 
go in a new direction in regards to putting a winner on the field, on the court, rather than, okay, we have these young kids who we're going to see grow and we don't know what's going to happen. You're getting a legit bona fide guy that you know what you're going to get out of him, right? You know what you're going to get out of him. And also, it's, it's potential to land somebody else to pair with him. Right. I would have rather saw, you know, see a, a Jalen Brunson Mitchell backcourt than R.J. Barrett and Brunson. Give me that backcourt any day. Like I've seen small backcourts be successful. We had Dame and C.J. They did pretty well in, in, in Portland. Right. They didn't win a championship, but they were in the playoffs every year. Playoffs, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for for a Knicks franchise to look at a guy like. Mitchell and say, oh, the asking price is too much. What do you have to show for it otherwise? Are you a playoff team? Are you a consistent winner? No. You signed Randall to a bad deal. You signed Evan Fournier to a bad deal. You signed Mitchell Robinson to a bad deal. You signed Brunson to a big deal. Is this team right now uh, presently constructed a playoff team? They're not. So you can go from, okay, maybe we can compete for a playoff spot or maybe we'll, we won't be that great. But at the same time, we have a star in the building that we can build around. Who are you building around right now? The hope that R.J. Barrett is going to turn himself into an efficient basketball player? Because he scored 20 points a game last year, and he was inefficient with those 20 points. Randall, another dude that, that, that played the whole season and, and averaged 20 points. Inefficient 20 points. So you got two guys that are getting paid that are inefficient scorers. On the team, you could have got a guy that is a bucket getter. It's a no-brainer for me. I don't care how much you're asking for. You want four picks? You can take the four picks. I'll give you four picks and two pick swaps because what I'm getting is more than those picks can give me because at the end of the day, what are they going to do? They're going to kick those picks down the road, right, and hope for another disgruntled star to be ready to to, want to get traded. Then you're going to have to pony up the picks anyway. It don't make sense. So you hear Nick fans, oh, we're happy about... What are you happy about? R.J. Barrett is good. He has talent. But he's not John Morant. He's not Zion. He's in the same class. But he's not in the same class as those guys on the court. You have a chance to get a stud basketball player. And you you refuse to, 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 to pull the deal. Because the rumor is that the Jazz never came back to the Knicks to, to have a counter offer. So the Cavs, you know, offered their, their particular package and they just took it. And the Knicks was like, oh, well, we're flabbergasted that you didn't, we don't have to fucking come back to you for what? We've been negotiating for over a week, over two weeks. Why do I have to talk to you about what the deal is now? I told you what I wanted. You didn't give it to me. I don't need to come back to you. I don't need to come back to you. So you said, what realistically? How many wins do the Knicks get with this with this current roster next season? Twenty eight. Claw. Mm. Give thirty seven. Thirty seven wins, and you just paid three guys big time money. Don't add up to me. I had somebody in my DMs yesterday talking about, oh well, you know. This is a good move for the Knicks. I'm like, I'm like, you sound like a Knicks fan. Most Knicks fans don't know what they're talking about. Most Knicks fans don't know what they're talking about. It's not that they don't know what they're talking about. They're delusional. Like, there you go. Delusions of grandeur. Uh, let, let me allow me. You know me. what I like to say? Hold on. Hey, this is what I like to think about Knicks fans. Dummy. Yeah. 
that, that's what I think about Knicks fans. Allow me to briefly just go down the timeline. You remember 2016-2017 NBA season? Yes. The, the Knicks had the big three, and it was Melo, D-Rose, and Joe Kim Noah. Uh-huh. And they were ranting and raving, this is our year. And then got blown out by the Hornets in the first game. Well, yeah. I mean, they had a rough season. Bro. You paid Joe Kim Noah. You know what the season was going to be. You could even go deeper than that. Remember when they gave Jerome James that, that enormous contract? Yeah, but see, you can't go back in the history, Al, because that's it's a different regime. No, but, but those, even though it's a different regime, the trends are the same. Right. Bro, they gave Jerome James. He had one good playoff series in his life, and they rewarded him with a massive contract, and he didn't even live up nowhere near to one-eighth of the expectations of his contract. But at least at least they, they, they shot they shot. This Nick regime... They're like, oh, we need to, we need to keep these picks, and we need to make sure that we do things the right way, bro. You they, ain't doing nothing the right way. They have one fluke season in a pandemic, in a pandemic year, and made the playoffs. And Julius Randle was the savior, and now fooled everybody. Yeah, you want to talk about gaslighting? <laughs> fooled everybody. Nick fan and Nick fans also turn on you very fast. Oh well, that's what they do. Because we're because because after remember, insanity was twelve games. When the thirteenth game came, they was ready to ship Jeremy Lin out. Nah, they were still they were still hot on Jeremy Lin, man. They wanted they they wanted to ship out Melo. That's what people were talking about at that point. They wanted to give all the reins. They, they wanted Melo gone. Lin. They wanted Stat gone. Yeah, they wanted to build the team around Jeremy Lin, which was a mistake. But you know, you you understand that Nick fans get hyped about certain things that happen. I understand it, but you got to be realistic. And this no, but this, they they've been delusional even even when it comes to the draft, bro. Like look at how many bad draft picks the Knicks have had through the course of time, bro. Like like listen, I I'm guaranteed the 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 most diehard Knicks fan will tell you that Frank that Frank that uh Frank Williams in 2001 was a good pick. Nah, it wasn't. Man averaged less than 1 point per game for his career, bro. It wasn't. But like I said, I I don't like to I like to focus on the current regime. I think this current regime I think they've drafted well. I think they've drafted well. I think they've developed players well. But what they're not doing now is that they're not realizing that, okay, these young players that we're developing, you're not going to be able to keep them all. You have a head coach that doesn't like to play young players. So you're trying to develop these young guys. They're not getting enough court time, so they're not getting the experience that they need. So it's counterproductive. So if you're still going to try to invest in the young guys, why is Homer Simpson still here? Why is Thibodeau still here, right? If you want to get some proven guys in here, then you should have got Donovan Mitchell. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to keep Thibodeau, Donovan Mitchell would kind of answer those, 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 those questions for him, right? That he won't have to commit to playing young players. He can play some guys that are established. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. So it's like, oh, well, you know, this might be a trade that, you know, ends up being good at the end of the day. But it's still the Knicks, and they're the gift that keeps on giving. It's always a disaster. And I love it. I love it. I talked to, I talked to my man, uh, shouts to Brandon. He hit me up, and he was just like, it's, it's tough being a Knicks fan. He was like, I, I chose this fate for myself years ago, and I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. I can't change it. But it's it's disappointing. It's it's completely disappointing when you speak to Nick fans. Like some feel very de- uh, dejected, 
Some of them are like, ah, whatever, it's, we're used to it. And some are like, oh, we're better off. The, the people that say that they're better off, better off with what? Listen, That's my problem. Nick, Nick fans, if you, if you are willingly a fan of the New York Knicks, you need to sit down and reevaluate life. Because you, <laughs> you, you make some knowingly bad decisions. You come in at Claw right now, man. Claw, yeah, he, he's, I, got, I got therapy. But <laughs> he's got therapy. He's already working on it. Oh, man. Come to the west side. The yeah, west side. Yeah. But listen, we're definitely going to keep talking more basketball. We're going to talk a little Lakers basketball. After the break. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money for that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the yeah, studio yeah. right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even Podcast. My oh, man oh, Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast? Yeah, my nigga What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this guy. What's up, man? Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you going to ask a shout out? You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all even podcast, right? Yeah, only all even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to all even pocket. You cool? Let me see. Is he cool? 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 Is he and um, you're a LeBron hater, but you know I, I just want to put that out there. I'm not a LeBron. You are Le, you I are just, LeBron I just, hater. I just don't like the guy. It, oh, okay, you, you you just said it. I'm not a LeBron hater, but I don't like the guy. I don't. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What has he done to make you not like him? The man opens up a school. He's never been in trouble. He's been married to the same woman since he was 16 years old. The man has a great nuclear family. None of his kids get in trouble. He's never been in the in, in the news for anything. Slanderous. How can you hate the man? Bro, he's a diva, bro. Okay. He's a diva. What star you know is not a diva? In today's NBA? No, no, no. Period. I mean, but but his level of diva is... Oh, okay. So there's a level. There's a level. Think about it. When he loses, bro, he don't shake hands. He the first one off, off the court and into the tunnel. Got it. To the so, team bus. So Isaiah Thomas never did that. You can't compare Isaiah Thomas to LeBron. You just yeah. said that shaking hands... So Michael Jordan never shook hands all the time. Kobe. But that's a different Kobe, no, no, that's a different era. Though. Kobe Bryant shook hands. That's all the a time. different era. We talk- I'm asking a question. No, they didn't. Okay, then. So because he plays in this era, he's supposed to shake hands. Bro, this is an era where everybody's friends with each other. I'm asking. A do you? Question. All right, hold on. Do you? Do you? I, think- I, I, I'm not done asking the question. He's a historian of the game, right? Mm-hmm. He studies the game. People that he idolized watching, growing up watching basketball, they're competitive, super competitive. So you bash him for not sh- uh, for not shaking hands, but you don't bash LeBron. I mean, uh, Kobe, Jordan, Isaiah Thomas. You don't bash uh, so Larry Bird. None of these dudes. The difference. Hands. The difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. The difference between LeBron and those guys. There was no. There was. Don't press no button. <laughs> there was no off season fishing trip. <laughs> cut that out. There was no off-season fishing trip, and these guys didn't hang out and, and go to. There and, was no social media back then. So how you don't have. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So, so you have to have so you have to have social media to to, to, to hang out with people. No, what I'm saying is that they was, admittedly said, "Bro, do you not watch? Did you bro. did you not watch these documentaries? Magic and Bird hated each other, bro. 
hated each other. They you think oh, after every, after you. everything that the bad boy after everything the bad boy Pistons put the the Bulls through, do you think Jordan and Isaiah Thomas would have sat down and drank a beer somewhere in a casino? Now I'm get you. Now I'm All get right, you. go ahead. Magic and Bird were very competitive with each other. They became friends at the Converse commercial shooting. Correct. Right? Once once they when they're on the court together, they're gonna be neck and neck with each other, right? Off the court, they used to have dinner with each other all the time. So what are you talking Not about? Not before the Converse commercial. I'm talking about after they became friends. Yeah, after. Friends. That's different because so they didn't if, know each other. I'm your Bro, homie. they went on the record and said they hated each other. Did you not watch the HBO Sports documentary? Dude, I just said to you, before they knew each other, they were super competitive. After they realized that they had a lot in common, they became friends and they started to be friends. Legit friends. So because So that's okay. But because LeBron James is friends with Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony and they, Chris they, Paul they, and everybody, they shouldn't be able to hang out. They shouldn't be able to hang out, bro. That don't make sense. And this is why I always ask people: when you, if you have an argument about LeBron James, make it make sense. How many times in a post game presser he even walked out of the press conference after hearing a question he didn't like, and it's not even an Thank offensive you, question, bro? He can do whatever he wants. He's a superstar. He don't have to answer no damn questions. Okay. People looked at Marshawn Lynch and uh, and praised him for saying, "I just I'm just here so I don't get fined." That's okay, right? Yeah. But LeBron James can't do that. Marshawn Lynch not the face of the NFL. LeBron James can't do that. LeBron James the face of the NBA. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like when when he retires, I'll miss him. Have, you're gonna have so many people like yourself. LeBron James is so great. You know, we don't have anybody like that anymore. Yeah, because you didn't appreciate the dude when he was here. I respect his on-court talent. He is a generational once But you don't respect his off-court talent as well. He's a billionaire. Yeah, billionaire. He, he built up his own empire with his homies. He gave his homies money to be able to build themselves up. How many people you know do that? Not many. Okay, then. But he's a bad guy. Listen. Listen. Hey, hey, hey. listen. No, hold on. Before you play. Yo, just stop playing that sound bite. Listen. <laughs> If I was a free agent in the in, in the season coming up, I don't need a televised ESPN special to tell the world where I'm going to play. But ESPN came to him about that. Doesn't matter. And instead of him taking the money, yeah, he donated. Instead yeah, of him yeah, taking yeah. the money, who did he give the money to, Club? The Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Million dollars. Nobody else was giving the Boys and Club, Girls Club no money. He gave it to them. Bad guy. Yeah, bad guy. He got to spend it though. It's, it's it, doesn't, just, it doesn't matter. He, has to spend it, he could have spent it on his children. It's just, he gave it to other people's kids. It's very diva esque, bro. Dude, they came to him. They wanted to film his special. He didn't say. He didn't call his fans and say, "Yo, you know, I got a great idea. Let's uh, let's film." They came to him. So they, if somebody comes to you right now, Alfred, we want to document your career as a independent on the indie circuit wrestling announcer. We want to document your journey to possibly getting to WWE or AEW or Impact. We'd like to document that for you. You going to tell them no? I'm not going to tell them no. I'm asking you a question. I'm not going to tell them no. So you're a diva No, but my circumstances and LeBron James' circumstances are different. How? He was already a superstar before then. I'm not a superstar. So, So because he's a superstar, Jimmy, he's supposed to turn it down. Make it make sense. Next question. I'm sorry. Call, like, chime in here. Chime in here. Makes sense to me. I don't get it. 
You cannot praise. I always say to people, you cannot praise one guy for doing something and vilify another one for doing it the same way. Circumstances are different, man. Jordan did his thing the same way, and people people will get on their knees and suck him off today. But LeBron James, they're not going to do that for. Right? It's different. This man operated in an era of social media where there's more cameras, there's more media coverage on you, and he handled it like a professional since he was 15 years old. How many people you know can be able to have a camera in their face for 20-plus years and never have a slip-up? I'll wait. But people hate him. He's not Kobe. He never asked to be Kobe. He never said one time that he wanted to be Kobe. He's not Jordan. He grew up idolizing Jordan. That's why he wears 23. And he changed his number out of respect for who? But nobody to give him flowers for that, right? Nobody gives him respect for that. Moving on, moving on, because I, I don't want to hit this, this button again on you. I don't want to have to do it. I, I don't want to have to do it. I'm gonna, I might have hit it seven times already. I don't want to have to do it to you again. Speaking of divas, go on. Russell Westbrook is still here, right? Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly now is here. The rumor is that Darvin Ham, who is the head coach, if anybody doesn't know, is planning to play them together in certain lineups. Now, there's a checkered history between Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook. There's no love lost on the court. Pat Bev, you know, injured Russell Westbrook pretty bad when they were in Oklahoma City, when he was in Oklahoma City. Uh, I think they had the, the series against the Rockets, I believe, and ended up having to have multiple knee surgeries based on that low bridge thing that, that Patrick Beverly did. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of animosity there. But for what I'm hearing is that they squashed it and they're willing to move forward as teammates. Now, you as a Laker fan, do you think that it can work? If the egos get put to the side, yeah. Whose ego? Both of them. I don't think Pat Bev has an ego. Pat Bev is a notorious trash talker. But he's a teammate. He's a consummate teammate. He's a, he's always been known as a team guy. But right. I'm just saying, if if they could just put the differences to the side, they said they squashed it, then yeah. But you keep yeah. saying they. They, yeah. You keep saying they, so that means that two people have to squash it. Yeah. I just think it's one. I think the only person here with an ego, I think the only person here that feels threatened about his spot is Russell Westbrook. He should feel threatened. He had, he had the uh, the biggest ratings drop in the 2K roster update I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, do you think that the Lakers start the season with Westbrook on the, on the roster? Of course. Because we're a couple of weeks away from training camp. so you, you The amount of money that, that, that they're paying him, you can't pay that guy that much that much money and not have him on the roster. So if the Pacers, if the Pacers came to the Lakers, because there's a rumored deal out there that the Pacers asked for... Westbrook, THT. Um, well, THT's gone now. This was prior. This mm-hmm. was prior to the trade. Um, Westbrook, THT, two first-round picks for Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, and uh, and Daniel Tice. They wanted us to take back Daniel Tice's deal. Now, THT is no longer here. They can still make the deal work. Do you pull that deal? Do you trade two first-round picks for Westbrook to get out of the contract? I do. You do. I do. So two first round picks is not a, is not is not holding up that deal for you if you're the GM. 
No, because Lakers are a win now franchise. What it think about it. If you look at the last couple of years, with the exception of THT, right. all the other Laker rookies have either been on two way contracts or right. or just stuck in the G League. So I mean if you're a win now team, picks don't mean anything to you. Agreed. Because again, what are picks? Picks are either they're either you're either gonna get a, uh, a Patrick Ewan, or you're going to get an Anthony Bennett. Right. You don't know what it, what it's going to amount to. It's roulette. But, yeah. you know, it, it's currency. It's but, about, but, but picks do not help you win today. No, but it, it is currency, though. I, I understand certain organizations don't want to make, like, they don't want to empty the cabinet because if you have no picks, it's hard for you to pull off certain deals, right? So, like, if you have a contract that you're trying to move and the contract is not that sexy, Right. It's like it's not a contract that people want. Attaching, you know, draft capital to that contract incentivizes the team to ex- to take on that that player. True. Right? If you have nothing, if you have no draft capital, then all it is is, hey, you want to take this contract? No, I don't want to take this contract. Like you have nothing else to give. So I understand the hesitancy from the front office to empty out the cabinet, but I agree with you also that. You have to look at the roster that you have, right? LeBron James is 37 years old. Anthony Davis is, you know, he's not 30 yet, but how much more basketball does he have at a high level because he continues to get hurt, right? If he shows a stretch where he can have some consistency in regards to health, then maybe you can be able to stretch that, that, that um, you know, that window out for him. But you have to strike now. So you can't worry about a pick at 27 or 29, you have to see what you can be able to do now with this team. So I, I I am I think I'm I'm with you in regards to fuck them picks. And not only that, look what you just said. Picks at 27, 28, 29. Yeah. It's not like, to 29. Yeah. It's not like they're lottery picks because right. the Lakers are a fairly successful organization. The Lakers will never be in the tumbler unless they make a trade that gets a pick from somewhere else. Right. 100%. So and we all know picks one through fifteen are the most or the most valuable picks in the NBA draft. Well, depending on depend, unless unless there's a rare thing like you yeah. know Kyle Kuzma or, or somebody slips Gilbert and, you, and you get and Gilbert Arenas and you get a steal yeah. in the late first round or Raymond second Green. round. But yeah, now listen, it, it all depends on who you are in regards to your front office. If you can be people can make magic with no picks. If you have second round picks, you can find gems as long as the the um, the talent is there in regards to the scouting, right? Yep. But in a trade, second round picks are not have they're no, not desirable. Little to no value. They, they have they have very little value. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a decision they're gonna have to make. For me, it's gonna be very, very uncomfortable to have Westbrook come back to this team after his exit interview. The fact that he had no accountability for his horrible season, right? The fact that the offseason went as it went, that LeBron James and him at the Summer League, they weren't even sitting in the same place, and they I'm sure they knew each other were there. You know what I'm saying? That kind of sparked the rumors, and they didn't quell those those particular rumors, right? So it's, it's tough. Me, you know, I've never been a Westbrook. I'm not a Westbrook friend. I... I, I I want him gone. <laughs> I want him gone. I, like I told you, they should have changed Russell Westbrook's name to West Crook because he's stealing the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not living up. And, there. and you know what? You know what makes me even more upset? Seeing videos of John Wall tear up, tear up these these leagues that he's in with Paul George. Mm-hmm. We could have got John Wall 
last season if we would have just attached a, a, a first-round pick. So that makes me upset because it's like John Wall can still play. John Wall has had a rough go at it for the last three seasons, but he can still play, right? He still brings value because he's a legit point guard. Westbrook is not a legit point guard. He's an athlete that plays point guard, right? So it's a different dynamic. I think I think John Wall is a better fit, and you're going to see it with the Clippers, that he's going to be a seamless fit with Paul George and with Kawhi Leonard. And the fact that he's there and not in the purple and gold bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got we got the bargain bizarre guy while they have filet mignon over there. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't like that. I don't like that. I really don't like that. So for me, I need him going. I don't care what they have to trade. I don't, ha- I don't care what they got to do. Westbrook cannot be on this team. It just can't. It just can't. The bad fit. Yeah. Square piece in the round hole. Pause. Hey. You got to relax. You got to take it easy. All right? There's, there's, there's a woman in the room. Cut off his tab. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Cut off his tab. Oh, man. Um, we got some NFL stuff to talk about. But I don't want to get into it just yet after the break. Yo, this is Cigar Jensen Gals. I want to give a shout out to my boy Barry for all even podcast. Keep doing your thing, bro. Killing it. Welcome back, y'all. So let's get into the NFL. Biggest story for me, um, Russell Wilson gets his money from the Denver Broncos. Five years, $245 million extension. That keeps him there for... I believe seven years and two ninety six or something like that. So you know he's he's pretty good right now. It's over. He's pretty good in regards to security. I think it was a smart move by the Denver Broncos to lock him up. Uh, he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, how do you feel about the deal? And do you think that the Denver Broncos have a shot at you know winning the AFC West? And you know what? What? What do you? What are your thoughts on him? Well, I mean, Russell Westbrook, great talent. Wilson. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> I'm still stuck in the <laughs> Yo, last segment. People do that all the time. Well, I Ru- do it too. Russell Wilson, great quarterback, uh, former Super Bowl champion. He knows what it takes to get a to get a ring. Um, are the Broncos going to win the AFC West? I doubt it because uh, look at everybody else. The Chiefs are who they are. The Chiefs, to quote Denny Green, they're the Chiefs, right? Um, they're the cream of the crop in that division. That's their division. Do you think that the Broncos are better than the Raiders? No, I think the Raiders. See the difference. The difference is Russell Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. I firmly believe that. Right. But I believe Derek Carr has better weapons than than Russell Wilson. You look. It's at, debatable. You, no, you look at Derek Carr, bro. Darren Waller is possibly the the best tight end in all of football. The last two seasons, he's up there. Um. He's got Devonte Adams now, right? Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Jeez. You 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 look you. But the look, run the running game is suspect. It's suspect, yeah. Josh Jacobs, but Josh Jacobs is still not a bad running back. But then you you go and look over at Denver, and he's got Tim Patrick and Jerry, Jerry Judy, Judy, Cortland Sutton. Sutton's yeah. You got you got Javante Williams and and Melvin Gordon. That two headed monster is no joke. And the defense. Then the defense. So the defense that's what I'm saying. Up. It's not as cut and dry as a lot of people think it is. You know what I'm saying? But what I think, and this is my personal opinion, Russell Wilson is like the Thanos of the league, right? He's <laughs> going to go to another organization right now, take the big bag, 
and then just little by little the pieces are going to deplete because he had a great defense before when he had the Legion of Doom or Legion of Boom, whatever it is. They had that shit locked, and all he had to do was just go score. It made his job 20 times easier. Well, I mean, it's a different situation, though, Chloe, because the thing is, remember, they had that defense, and Russell Wilson was at the peak of his powers because why? He was on a rookie contract. Mm. A lot of times, teams go all in when they have their quarterback on a rookie contract because it's it's a low deal. They can be able to now put more put money into the defense or, the, or to other pieces of the, of the offense and have that window of success to win a Super Bowl. So he won a Super Bowl on a rookie contract. Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl on a rookie contract. Right? Who else? Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl on his rookie contract. So that's the formula. When you have a young player, it's you have to strike early, get the team loaded up, and then you can win. It's very rare that a quarterback gets paid and they win a Super Bowl, i.e. the Rams, right? Rams have a, 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 you know, I think Stafford's deal wasn't as big as the other deals, but he's getting paid. He's getting paid. And they were still able to maximize that that roster and do what they got to do. Now, Russell Wilson right now, to your point, he's making $49 million a year. That's tough. But as the salary cap goes up, is it really going to be that big of a deal in five years when that deal looks like a discount, right? Market's going to change. Yeah, market's going to change. So, you know, we can't say that they're not going to have a chance to compete or the team is going to get depleted. We have to wait and see. The defense is still solid. The running back situation is solid. Their receivers are solid. Are they going to have to pay guys? Are they going to have to let guys go? Of course, but that's just what it is. But I think if you're going to take a risk on a quarterback, you take a risk on a guy like that. Like, you don't pay a guy like Dak Prescott that type of money because you're not getting that type of production, right? right. Russell Wilson can, can win you a game by himself. Patrick Mahomes can win you a game by himself. Dak can't do that, right? So there's certain quarterbacks that deserve that type of money. That's why I have no problem with uh, Aaron Rodgers getting that type of money. I have no problem with Patrick Mahomes, again, getting that type of money. Russell Wilson, because they're in a different tier in regards to what they can be able to do. Now, when you start paying guys like Lamar Jackson that type of money, um, even Justin Herbert, Burrow, that haven't really proven themselves to be able to kind of put that team on their back and, and, and make it work, that's when it bothers me, right? Because Dak is, all right, you look at the contract that he's getting now, it's a discount compared to the top guys, but is Dak a $40 million quarterback? No, he's not. The market dictates that he is. But he's not somebody that can be able to put the team on his back and get you five additional wins. Everything has to be perfect. For Russell Wilson, he operates in chaos. He never had a great offensive line. He never really had a great roster around him. And he was still able to produce at a high level in Seattle. Because that front office is terrible. GM is horrible. Like Schneider has no idea how to pick talent over there. And Russell Wilson understood that and said, I got to get out of there. I got to get out of there. Because if, if I stay here any longer, it's going to shorten my career, and they're going to look at me like I can't lead them. I, I don't want that narrative. So he's now in an organization that wins, that understands how to draft well, and they know exactly what they have to do to be able to put a great team on the field. So I think, I think they have a shot. I do think that they have a legit shot to, 
to win the AFC West. The AFC West is it's loaded. It's loaded. It's loaded. Like, they, no one's talking about the Chargers. Yeah, them too. G Herbo. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't. You know why I don't think people are really. They're talking about the Chargers. They're giving the Chargers a fair shot, but their coach concerns me. You know, he's not a guy that I can be able to say, eh, you know, they're they're properly coached. He's going to be able to steer the ship. He cost him a lot of games last year. Now, has he learned his lesson? We'll see. But he has a great quarterback. They have a great offense. Justin Herbert's a stud. Right. You know what I mean? They got a great offense. The defense is coming along. So we'll see. But I, I think the Denver Broncos may have a leg up, in my opinion, in that division. Just not by much. Just a bit, just on the the totality and the the com- the complete team that they have. Like that defense was really good last year. Offense was okay, but that defense was really good last year. You put Russell Wilson with that offense, and that defense is still maturing. Now, now we're talking about that you, we have a we have a little situation here. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I, I think I think they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be good. Any thoughts on that? Like I said, uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think they're the third best team in that in that uh, in that division. So you got the Chiefs, the Chiefs, Raiders, and the Broncos. All right. So we gonna put a little wager on it. What do you want to wager? I don't know what you got to lose, bro. We could do twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. What? The, what are we doing? I mean, you know me. You know I've I've I've. Can, can I've, we do just tickets? Word. Can we? Can we? Can we up the stakes here? Additional ones. And the other ones. Okay, I, we can do Jets tickets. Right, cool. you, but see, but, but see, this is how I can tell you. You're, I can curse on this show, yes, right? Yes, you You're full of shit because <laughs> I've invited you. I've invited you for years to Jets. Go. Oh, I, I don't, don't like. I don't it's, watch. It's, I don't. It's, I don't it's, not, it's not him. It's yeah, not, it's it's, it's not me. It's Claw. Oh, so I'm wagering you. Yeah, I mean, technically, he's. he's I'm wagering for Claw. All right, yeah. cool. So what's the wager? They, that they don't make the playoffs or that they don't win the division? They don't win the division. They're not going to win the division. Okay. Now, if I win, what do I get? Name your stakes, bro. TBD to be determined. I got to think about it. Okay. Okay. Ooh, scary. Yeah, yeah, word. I don't like those type of deals. Yeah, word. That, that it, won't, like, it, won't, it won't be anything sounds extravagant. Like some, sounds like some back alley deals. I don't. Yeah, I don't. No, no, no. I don't, no, no, I don't no, no. trust those. Sounds like there's a vig attached. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. If if, 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 if the if the Broncos win the division next year, I get you tickets to two Jets games. How does, how's that? All right. I, I think I do. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Claw, Claw accepts. Okay. Claw accepts. Okay. Um, moving on to the team that you are employed by. Yes, sir. The New York Jets, right? Um, I had a great time making fun of the Jets and Denzel Mims last week. Because I saw. for me, as I said last week, who gives a fuck about Denzel Mims asking for a trade? Who is Denzel Mims? To ask for a trade. And the update is that he's still mad. He's perturbed that a deal hasn't been completed yet. According to sources, that's why he showed out in the last preseason game but, to show what he's capable of. But you should have did that before. Nice to see it. Not, right? Oh. Oh, this is what you could do. Right. So Got it's it. so crazy that you're mad now and maybe you're starting to focus a little more in practice. Maybe you're starting to pay attention and film study more. Oh, so you're actually doing your job. Why they drafted you in the first place. Makes sense. Dummy. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? The Jets knew exactly what they were doing, right? So teams are not biting on the trade. 
because the Jets attached a fourth round pick to him. They said, listen, we're not taking anything less than a fourth. The Jets understood that no team is going to give a fourth round pick for an unproven wide receiver. So they did that on purpose because they don't want to trade him. 100%. Right? If they would have said, we'll get, give us anything, teams would not offer the Jets no more than a seventh pick. Seventh round. Maybe a sixth. Right? Yep. Let's keep it on it. So they did that on purpose. So if this is going to be able to, like, you know, spark a fire under his ass and actually let him play and be mature, then Jets did their job. Yeah. So kudos to the Jets. The message being sent to Denzel Mims is, you are not an asset. Correct. Like, you're just a guy. If you want to be somebody more than that, like, look what Braxton Berrios did. He was given no shot. He Man. was, he was when he got drafted and made the team, he was a special teams guy. And he made the Pro Bowl last Bra- season. Right. Guy, bro. He busted his <laughs> ass, busted his ass, was a Pro Bowler, got paid. That's what you do. Braxton Berrios didn't go to the rosters, didn't go to the GM saying, oh, well, I'm not getting any, any tick. I, I need to get traded. They'd look at you and be like, yeah, there's a door. You can leave. Bye. We won't miss you. But he proved himself. He earned his state. He earned his status on that team. Isn't that what you're supposed to do, Albert? Yeah, I mean, what what is Denzel Mims going to do? Get traded and and go to the next team and and have a, a season of 300 yards and in in 12 receptions and no touchdown? Right. Has he has he scored a touchdown? He's never scored yet? a touchdown in his NFL. And this career. is the man that wants to get traded. <laughs> do me a fa- do me a favor. Hit it one more time. What are we doing? What are we doing? Listen, I'm not supposed to badmouth anybody who plays for the organization. You're not badmouthing. It's just it's logic. It's it's delusional. Yeah, but and I, and I understand it. Some people say, "Oh, well, you go to a different team. It's a different system. He'll thrive." Yeah, but he hasn't proven that he's worth another team's That's asset. What I'm saying. Like, if I'm another team, you you haven't shown me anything at the professional level on tape for me to say. Yeah, I'm gonna take a chance on you. Bro, Show me something, bro. If and I, then you're, 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 and then the price tag goes up. If right? I if I was a, a GM of another team and and I and I heard that, I wouldn't even trade cash for Denzel Mims. <laughs> look, look, let me game. Joe Douglas has a reputation, yeah, right. Of like Will Will Ferrell said in that movie, the other guys, Gator don't take no shit, right. That fourth round pick, he knows what he's doing, right. And he especially knows after the team. show out from the last the last piece in the game and the. Subway series of football, right, bro? He went off, great. Now we can get that ticket, like we can get that pricing, right, for him. If but he, he wants but to like move. I said, he he attached that fourth because mm-hmm. he knew no team is gonna bite on that. Hundred percent. So he's telling Denzel Mims, "You're not going anywhere. And the, Show out for us, and maybe you'll either get paid or you can you'll be able to get where you want to go, and we can get something out of it. But we ain't taking no seventh round pick for you." We invested too much time. Hell no. You were our guy. You invested too much time at this point to give up on him. Fact. Right? Yeah. Like, they look at all the guys that they brought in. They brought in uh, uh, Garrett Wilson is here now. You have Braxton Barrows that got paid. Corey you still Davis. got Corey Davis. You still have Elijah Moore. You have all of these guys that they brought in after they got you. And C- they got CJ Uzuma. Right. And there's a reason for that. That came up too, right? The, un- the unsigned kid, um, Jackson. Yep. There's a re- right, so they bringing in all of these guys for what? If they knew that Denzel Mills was gonna do what he had to do, you think that they would have br- brought in all of these particular people? Maybe not. Maybe yes, but they don't know what they have in you. But they still want to give you a shot. But you gotta, you gotta prove yourself. 
Also, this may come back to hurt him because why would you knowingly play a guy who doesn't want to be here? Right. Because I wouldn't. Because a guy who doesn't want to be here means he's not going to give his 110%. And, and as an organization, talent always wins out, right? Like, of course. You can be a, a, a malcontent on a team, but if you're talented, a team will say, ah, you know, I'll give, I, I'll give you a shot. That's that's why teams- He hasn't shown anything for a team to say, ah, I'll give him a shot. Listen, even though he ran out of chances, why do you think for years teams put up with Antonio Brown? And, they'll, listen, and if he's if he were to say he wants back in, a team will ask for him. Like, look, Josh Gordon still gets signed. And, and can stay suspended. Bro, the, the I've never seen a man get so many chances in my life. He just got cut by, by another team. And I guarantee that somebody's going to give him a chance. Why? Because they know that he has talent still in that body. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So, But, but he's shown... The ability to, to to show you that, right? He's shown the ability to be able to catch and get touchdowns and get separation. Denzel Mims hasn't done that. So just shut the fuck up and play and play football. Prove be, it here. Be better. Yeah. Prove, you're in New York. If you bust your ass here, you can become a giant. And we're not talking about the team in regards to just like you, you can be a big time deal here. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always told people, if you could perform in New York or LA, Yo, you, you'd be set anywhere. You set for life. And you, if you look at his college tape and you see the catches that he was He's making, talented. he was making impossible catches yeah. in the in the, um, in, in the end zone, like just what, what, over what, people. Well, maybe that's what he thought, right? The fact that, oh, well, I did this in college. Bro, you can do what you want in college. You got to prove it at the next level. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that in the NFL, nobody cares about your college tape. It's two feet in. You know what I mean? Yeah. One. Like, you know how many kids have high school tapes that look crazy and then they get to college and they don't do that shit? Nope. It's the same thing that applies in college, right? You can have the craziest highlight package, but once you get to the big dance, are you producing like that? Are you showing your team that you have that type of potential? Because if you ain't, it don't matter. It doesn't matter how many off-season, you know, videos you can make with one hand catching and shit. Who cares? Uncle Rico. Who cares? Right. (laughs) Look like Uncle Rico out there. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So my that, that's my thing about it. It's like, this is a nothing story for me. I think the Jets handled it very well. Um, they didn't give in to the outrageous, nonsensical demands from a receiver that has proven fucking nothing. You know what I mean? So kudos to the Jets. Kudos to the Jets for, for, for standing their ground and Joe Douglas saying, yeah, this is a joke. <laughs> Get out of my office and go play. You know what I mean? Um... Little Cowboys news I wanted to get into. Um, Let me take my nap now. Yeah. I'm with you. Jerry Jones uh, continues to to gaslight his fan base. Um, You know, Tyron Smith, the left tackle, Hall of Famer, uh, he's out. And instead of replacing the guy with somebody comparable, he gives the the left tackle job to the rookie who has a history in college of holding. So your left tackle position, people don't know, right? Right tackle is more of like a mauler guard situation. Your left tackle is the most important tackle or position in regards to your offense a lot other than your center, right? That's the most graceful guy. Has to have very good footwork. Has to have great uh, hand work, hand speed. Be able to cut off the edges for the defensive linemen and stuff like that, right? The defensive ends. If you have a guy that has a history of holding and his footwork is not that great and you put him in, in the most premier spot, what do you think is going to happen? It's not going to be good, right? 
So why not spend the money on somebody who's available that could be able to play the job? I don't understand it. Yes, hands up. There, there's a song you guys should play in the stadium, like right after the national anthem. It's uh-huh. called The Roof. The Roof. The Roof is on fire. Because your team is a complete dumpster fire. And nobody wants to admit it. Why are they, why are they a complete dumpster fire? I, I can say that they're a dumpster fire, but why are they a complete bro, dumpster fire? Bro, they're in this standard that they're supposed to be so good. It's American this football. is American. It's America's team. Okay, right. And America now, <laughs> I mean, hey. It's America's team. Sense. It's always day, been America's team since the 60s. Well, okay. it's always been gaslit by the owner because it's just a traga, bro. Not to mention they play in the NFC least, so. Facts. I'm just saying. And the Eagles got you. Let me ask you a question. Did the, the Jets have a chance to win the AFC East this year? No, sir. So why y'all talking? Now, uh, now why y'all talking? it's funny you mention that because you and I had a conversation before last season started. Uh-huh. On your Instagram Live. Right. And you asked me. How many wins did I think the Jets were going to get last season? Right. And I predicted it with the exact win total. Yeah, but... but and you called bullshit on it. Yeah, me. I called bullshit on it. And you still haven't apologized for telling me I was going to be wrong. Why should I apologize for that when you said, oh, it's going to be, what did you say, four wins? Four wins. You set the bar low so that if they do it, that's not that, why I set the bar like low. That's, That's not, what it is with you. I work. I work for the team. I spend time sir. around these guys. You are a gaslighter. It's sir. not a gaslighter. Okay. It's not a gaslighter. You have a reputation of gaslighter. I don't have a reputation of gaslighter. <laughs> okay. I yes, do. Not, do. I do not. Yes, you do. Well, oh, so so when I'm right, it's because I set the bar low. It's Absolutely. not because it's not because Alfred just can't be right because he works for the team. He sees them play and practice every every Sunday. You said it. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you said it. Yes. Your team, the way that you guys talk and carry yourselves, you should be winning the NFC least every year. We right? won it last year. Yeah, but then what happened after? Draga. We 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 lost in the playoffs. Yeah, but we won the division. You won the division. So y'all think the Eagles gonna win the division this year? No. So. Y'all want to put money on it? No, yeah. I'm, I think the Cowboys. Yeah, put some more tickets on it. I'm you want to put money on that? No, no, I actually think the Cowboys <laughs> win the division. All right, so what are you talking about then? I'm just what are we talking about then? I'm just My saying, team bro. is gonna win the division. Your team is basement basement dump, diving. We'll, we'll stay in the basement. Especially with that, with that, <laughs> the the vending machine in the basement. With that cougar hunter you got as a quarterback. Listen, the the, the vending machine in the basement of MetLife Stadium has some great snacks. Okay? Does it? It does. What kind of snacks do you got? Cheese Danish. Hmm. That that's not a good snack. Coffee Before, cakes. I've never. I've not coffee cakes. Good. Can't beat that. I've good. I've I've seen a cheese Danish, and I'm like. That can't taste good. First of all, how long has the cheese been? How long has this been in the machine? The cheese can't be good. It can't be good. There's no actual cheese in a cheese Danish. So it's the cheese tasting. Listen. It's you know, artificial cheese. Have you ever had a cheese Danish before? I have not. Never in your entire no, life? No, because I don't I don't want to taste it. It don't look good. I will buy you a cheese Danish. And I don't want it. No, no. You, you don't have to eat the whole thing. Just eat a piece. I, can I don't want it. I can handle this Ramathon. Right. I, I can handle this Ramathon. I don't want it. <laughs> why so, I don't want a why cheese so, Why are you so close-minded? What do you mean? I don't want. A, a you know, how, you know how common a cheese Danish is as a snack. How many people eat cheese Danishes? Quite a few. Raise your hand if you eat cheese Danish. I am thirty-seven years old. I have never seen anybody in my life say, "You know what I need right now? You know what's gonna fill me up? A cheese Danish." Little Debbie makes what, a great one. What are we talking about here? Call you. Pause. Yeah. Listen, you, listen. You ever heard that? Listen, if little I need a cheese Danish. Listen, if if, if 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 little Debbie, if little Debbie is on a package, and why I trust are we it. speaking about anybody little? Uh, we gotta we gotta understand that this is this is a family show. Okay, don't be talking about no little Debbie. I don't know how old Debbie is. 
<laughs> little, Debbie, little Debbie Ritter out since the fifties, right? Well, we let's call her Deborah. Like, come on now. Well, like, if, I, if, I see, if I see if I see Miss Deborah on the package, I trust it. Yeah, see, so I'm saying like a oh, cheese Danish. What else they got down there? Honey buns. Honey buns are good. Swiss yeah, Miss Rolls. Honey, honey oh, buns yeah. are definitely you, you good. Yo, honey buns. Honey buns. Too. Honey buns hold you down, bro. Especially from the drunk night, they hold you down. Sidebar. Nicole knows about that. Sidebar. <laughs> quite, damn. Sidebar question: When y'all went to MetLife the other week, what did y'all eat? Bro, I had. What did I have? I, me and the kids had... You had a glizzy. I did have a glizzy. <laughs> wow, and you're admitting it on tape. You, you want to expose me like that? I had to. You want to expose wait me a minute, like wait that? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because now time is frozen. I remember. You criticized me for the consumption of hot dogs since you have known me. Right. And you've denied eating a hot dog at City Field with me. But you go to a football game and eat the one thing that you swore up and down you'd never eat. I didn't think nobody was going to see me. Cause I'm at the football game. <laughs> See, if I go to City Field, people recognize me. I yo, can't. I can't. Yo, the, we were sitting so close that the players saw me. Right. I was in Jersey. They they, they don't know me there. And plus, there's no evidence. Claw Claw wasn't even here last week, so you can't take his word for anything. You can't take his word for Nicole, anything. Claw, please, please don't edit this out. Keep keep this in, please. You can't. You can't keep, keep this in. Claw, I I I am ashamed of you. I mean, I'm ashamed of you that you would expose. You would no, because you need to be exposed because you're, and this goes back to what I said earlier. You are a con man. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. How dare you expose Barry Gray Jr. on all even podcast? You, you, you hear that, America? And he got exposed on his own platform. <laughs> That's it. it was good too. I don't care. I don't care. What'd you put on it? Mustard, ketchup. Nah, man. Right? I don't like. I don't like none of that. That. So, so hold on. So you you don't put nothing on it. You just go straight. For nah, it. I, there's ketchup on it. Cat, you should be thrown in jail. What do you mean? Because ketchup don't belong on hot dogs. What? what? Mustard. You put mustard. See, classic. Okay, I, so now there's rules to eating a glizzy? Yes, there's rules to eating a hot dog. I don't eat glizzies. Hot dogs. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the, the perfect hot dog is mustard sauerkraut relish. That is so, the so perfect you, hot you, dog. So you are a glizzy expert. Hot dog. Are you expert. a glizziologist? Yes. Hot dog A glizziologist. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Listen, you, the next time you go to me to City Field, they got this one spot. They deep fried a hot dog and they put fried onions and, uh, That's a and lot. cheese on it. That's a lot. Pretty, I can't pretty, do good, that. pretty good. I can't do that. I've seen you eat far worse. I've, I've, I've sat here in this in this studio and watched Monday Night Football with you and seen you eat far worse. What, what did I eat? Bro, you had a whole order of Nathan's where you had a burger, a hot dog, and some other and some other stuff, bro. Yo, the Nathan's of the block. Yo, Nathan's is popping. But listen, we're going to talk about our Mets, yeah. our beloved Mets, after the break. Welcome back, y'all. So our beloved Mets, they flying high right now. First place. First place. Um, you know, they look good. Uh, the, the series against the Dodgers, they took two out of three. They beat the Nationals last night. Beat the hell out of them. Steamroll. Yeah, you had a you had a little incident with a, with an innocent lady in the, in the stadium. She wasn't innocent. You know. Uh, Listen, when your team is last place, you don't go to the first place ballpark and, and talk trash. Yeah, but she came at you peacefully. She said, no, hey, she did not. Hey, she, know, ta- she, tapped me on, she tapped me on the shoulder, bro. Right, but she tapped She interfered with the hot dog. Right, okay, so you're mad the fact that you were eating the hot Has dog. Has nothing to do with me eating the hot dog. She, had, she attacked you in your eating space. She could have said, excuse me, sir, and then we could have carried the conversation. Okay, so that would have been okay. That would have been okay. So you wouldn't have turned around and looked at her and said, I'm eating my hot dog, please. because she touched you? Right. Like she already evaded everything. Like she evaded it was the manner in which she touched me. Like, 
She literally took her hands and you know, like oh, jabbed. She, oh, so she jabbed you. Yeah, she gave you. The, she, she gave you. Don't, this. don't. Yeah, don't, 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 don't. don't do Once you put your hands like this, this is an act of violence. Is it? It's not an act of violence. <laughs> it's, it's invading my personal space. <laughs> now, uh, listen. You're you're a bad guy. We established this already. All right. The fact that you you accosted you accosted the uh, the story. Uh, you accosted the lady at, at the um, at the stadium and. Um, you know, she felt terrible. Let me explain something. She's from Virginia. She this is probably her first experience going to Queens. It's not, and actually. you made her experience terrible. Listen, I've gotten into many run-ins and altercations with people who come to support the opposing team. Some of them are friendly people, like right. Arizona Diamondbacks fans. Some of the friendliest people you ever meet because they don't have anything to cheer for. But you don't come to my stadium, especially Yankee fans. You don't come to my stadium and tell me about my team. Especially while we're kicking your ass. It's, it's, At the end of the day, you're, you're the aggressor. Just admit that. I, I will defend the New York Metropolitans <laughs> to the day I die. You're an aggressor. That's all it is. Just admit it and we can move on. You see how you try to stay on your square? Just admit it and we can move on. You see this jersey I'm wearing? Uh-huh. They can't tell me nothing. All right. That's fine. Okay. Now, um, I think we have a great chance of winning the division. Obviously, we have a big series coming up against the Braves soon, right? Yeah. Um. You know, what do you think of our, our chances? Like, if you're going to put a percentage on it in regards to winning the division, what do you put I on? think we'll win the division, uh, I'm going to go 78%. 78%, that's pretty high. Barring yeah. some disaster, like an injury to somebody key or... Right. But I don't think the Braves' momentum and hot streak, because you look at strength of schedules, that yeah. Braves, they're, they're going to lose a couple games. Right. Our schedule is easy. You look at our schedule, Nationals this weekend. Yeah. We got the Cubs coming up, the Pirates twice. Right. We control our own destiny. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I mean, listen, that's fair, man. Now, the biggest story for me right now is obviously it's it's a rumor. Um, there was a report that came out that said that Degrom possibly can be lo- is looking at fifty million dollars a year. That's what the asking price might be. Now, if you're Steve Cohen, and you should we should protect that man at all costs. Um, do you think that? That's a deal that you have to, you have to give the ground. Absolutely, pay him. Yeah, pay him. You pay him. Top top dollar. Top dollar. You pay him. You pay him. Look look at the resume. The man, the man was a rookie of the year. Yep. The man, a two-time back-to-back Cy Young winner. Right. Last season, and I've watched a lot of baseball in my day. Granted, I I I was never a thought in my parents' minds when Seaver was around. Right. Uh, I never got to see Dwight Gooden pitch until so Old Timers yeah, Day last you week. Uh, you can't speak on that. But what I can what I can speak on, I've never seen a pitcher as dominant as Jacob Degrom. I think, and this is this is high praise that I'm going to say right now. I I think Jacob Degrom may be, arguably, right. We can have a conversation about it with other baseball people. I think Jacob Degrom may be the best pitcher I've ever seen. I agree. Like, seriously. If the National League didn't have a DH this season, all these other teams would be in trouble because... Because he can hit. He can hit. Yeah. Look at last season. He, If you look at his stats, he drove in more runs at the plate than he allowed right. pitching. That's right. crazy. Where yeah, have you he, ever heard that? He was... He's something else, man. Like, And he would have won a Cy Young if he would have kept at the same pace and not got hurt last right. season. Absolutely. Absolutely. The I, guy, when, when, when you have a starter whose ERA is under two, that's right. insane. Yeah. And, and it's consistently consistent. under two. Absolutely. Pay the man. Now... I've been telling you all season, and you, you have gave me some, some, uh, some back talk on this, which I don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. 
I've told you from day one that the Mets are better than the Dodgers. I've told you this. They, Alfred, they are better in a seven-game series. You do not want to see DeGrom and Scherzer more than once. If you do, you're not winning. You're not winning. Dodgers have a better record and play in a tougher division. I got you, but they don't have two pitchers that can be able to take over a baseball game the way the Mets do. I disagree. So you're putting Walker Bueller in the same well, category. Well, Bueller's out the rest of the season. Yeah, so he's gone. Ker- Kershaw can't do that. Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin is not sure. Tony Gonsolin's tied for the MLB leader in wins. What does his, wins, and, wins and, don't mean? All right, shit wins nowadays. don't mean anything. Have you seen his ERA? His ERA is under two. We're to- listen. Alfred. His ERA is under two. Season regular season is fine. I understand you can that. Give me all of that because if you're gonna give me regular season, Kershaw is one of the best pitchers we've ever seen. Agreed. Right? But come playoff time, he ain't that. Gonsolin's got a ring. Gonsolin's got a ring. They got one. But what I'm saying is that in a seven-game series, you know what this rotation reminds me of? What? 2001. You know who was 2001 who won the World Series? The Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. Who did they have? Schilling and Johnson. And did anybody want to deal with Schilling and Johnson in the seven-game series? No. There's a reason why they beat the Yankees. It's because of that rotation. So let's keep it honest. Nobody wants to see the Mets in the playoffs. They don't. Yeah, but you also got to remember, I would say the Mets 4 and 5 are very shaky. Okay. I don't, even though the the win-loss record is deceiving, I don't trust Carrasco or Walker. But I do, I trust Carrasco in the playoffs because he You're, has experience. You also got to remember, yeah, they have experience, but the Dodgers won a World Series two years ago. They won a World Series in a pandemic. Does it count? It does count. It does count. <laughs> it does count. It does count. Because everybody was playing on the same it level playing count, field. I, I try to throw shade at the And then... Outside of Freddie Freeman, that team is exactly the same. Hold on. And then, wait. Does he sound like a Mets fan to you, Claude? Hold on. Does he sound like one? Hold on. You sound like a Dodgers fan. I'm not a Dodgers fan. You sound like a Dodgers fan. I am a realistic Mets fan. What type of blue is that blue over right. there? Right. That looks like Dodger blue. No. Well, it, it, it is Dodger blue is because, remember, the Mets are the love child I, of the Giants and the what Dodgers, I'm sir. is that I don't think that that's a real Mets jersey. I think it's, there's I think a, it's yo, fraudulent. There's a Nipsey Hussle signature in the back. Facts. Facts. Wow. Says the marathon. Facts. Um, Says the marathon on it. Yep. Anyway. No, you see, I'm, I'm you just, see how he doesn't even, you see how he doesn't I, even address I, it? You I'm, see that? No, it's a Pete Alonzo jersey. Um, he's a he's a friend of mine, by the way. But anyway. Um, no, I, I feel, I, I'm, I'm just realistic. Okay. Listen, we're we going to have this talk again. Because yeah. when they dominate the Dodgers in the playoffs. If they dominate no, no, the Dodgers. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish here. Let me finish. When they, yes. When they dominate the Dodgers. I don't want to hear from you all of this bullshit about, man, the Mets, they look good, man. We get to the world. I don't want that type I'm, of energy for you. I, I don't want I'm it. I'm going to tell you this. I don't want it. You have to. It, it would be foolish to discount the Dodgers as a threat to the Mets. If you sit here. I didn't say that they were but the way, threat. But the way, the way you're talking. the way the way you're the I way we're better. Remember, you just said it's a different. Muhammad Ali. I'm Muhammad Ali. You are who? You're George Foreman, right? I'm better than you, right? George Foreman is a contender. He was a he was a force, right? I'm better. That doesn't mean that you're not good. I'm better than you. You said a couple minutes ago. Lakers, they were good. Bulls were better. You said a couple That's minutes. All it is. No, hold on. You said a couple minutes ago there's a difference between regular season and playoffs. Correct. 
The Dodgers are already championship proven. What it's I'm, the same team. What I'm saying now is look at that, look look at the Mets. Canna, no playoff experience at all. I'm just talking about the pitching staff. You don't well, actually no Canna does. You don't want to deal with two Hall of Fame pitchers on the same team. That's what I'm telling you. The last time you had this type of rotation, the team won a World Series. That's what I'm talking about. There's no other team in baseball that has that. No other team. That's an advantage. I don't care what the Dodgers have. Pitching wins in the in the in the in the, in the playoffs. We know this. It's not about bats. It's about pitching. That Dodger lineup one through seven said, is, is dangerous, here we go. bro. All right, listen. We're gonna we we're gonna leave it here because I, I want no, the no, Mets. No, I no, want to no. win a World Series. I, I don't want to hear that from you. I don't want to hear that from you because what Nicole is hearing is that you making excuses for the Dodgers and you wearing a Mets jersey. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? They're the top. They're tripping, fam. Facts. No, they're the top dog in the league. You you set tripping over here. Listen, you you, you can't you, you set can't, tripping over you here. You can't overlook the top dog, bro. I'm gonna overlook them all I want. I hope we beat them if we see them. Hey, 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 hope, hope. But yeah. I got you. Tell me. Don't hey, don't don't press that button. <laughs> are those are those khakis dickies? Right. Are those dickies? No, they're Levi's. Yeah, I, I think they're dickies. Did you wear Chuck Taylor's here too? He no, definitely I, wore Chucks. I, I wore Air Force. He definitely wore Chucks. Just making sure. Definitely wore Chucks. I'm telling you, man. LFG, I, I'm bro. gonna LFG, I am yeah. going to call the Mets front office and say, listen, there's a guy there that in, he has season tickets, but he's not really a Mets fan. Like he's an insider. So just watch him. He might be an inside scout for the Dodgers. Stealing signs. Yeah, stealing signs and all that. Oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they got pitch calm now for a reason. Yeah, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. Cohen doesn't like insiders. He doesn't like snoops, okay? Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't you, don't you, don't you tell me to move on. <laughs> don't you, don't you tell me to move on. But moving on, right? Um, Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge has been the biggest thing in New York baseball this year. No matter how good the Mets have been, no matter how good Edwin Diaz has been, and he's taken the world by storm, right? I think Aaron Judge, what he's doing right now is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Like, what are your thoughts on Aaron Judge, and do you think that um, he deserves a $500 million contract? He deserves all the money he wants. Okay. Because here's the thing, and this reminds me of a conversation we had last season when uh, Conforto and Lindor took chances on themselves. Judge, they offered Judge an insane offer, which was fair for what he had produced up until that point at yeah, the time. Yeah, right. He told them, "No, I'm Better worth himself. I'm worth more than that." Right. And he, he, he look look at the number. He's chasing a single season franchise home run record. Right. I don't have nothing bad to say about the man. I will say this: if the Yankees don't pay that man, they're gonna lose the fan base. Cohen will pay him. Oh yeah. Listen, I'll take Aaron Judge and flush. Well, him. the rumors are, are saying that. He's expected to re-sign with the Yankees. That that's where all the signs are pointing right One now. One thing historically about the Steinbrenner family, they've always had their guy. Right. From the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, two thousands. It's true. Aaron Judge right now is, is their guy. Their guy. That's true. They're gonna do everything in their power. Hank well, Hank is gonna do everything in his power well, well, to I keep think, Aaron Judge. I think the problem is not Hank. The problem is Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman likes to squeeze stars. Yeah. And he's had he's had a reputation of, you know, ruffling some feathers in the past 
yeah, in but, regards to certain guys. Right? Aaron, Aaron Judge is going to be the AL MVP easily. Right, but that doesn't mean anything you to, can't to Brian Cashman. That, guy. that doesn't mean anything to Brian Cashman. Well, because the mistake that they made was not signing Judge up long-term years ago. They could have done that, and they would have been able to get themselves a bargain. But because Brian Cashman was looking at Judge's age, right? Yep. It was all age. It's not about what the guy can do. It's not about how great he's been for the city, what people like, how uh, Yankee fans feel about him. He's just looking at numbers. And Brian Cashman misplayed this. He misplayed it badly. So now instead of two ninety six, you're gonna have to pay him four seventy five. And give him 10 years. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's also going to change the market, too. Correct. It's definitely going to change the market. Remember, Mike Trout was the first guy to get over 300. Absolutely. And then it was was Machado, then Harper, then Lindor. Now it's it's, a kid with the Padres, Soto. Soto. Yep. Soto's going to change the market. Tatis was also in that 300 group, but we don't. He's canceled. We don't. He's not canceled. Bro, they removed the man out of MLB He's the not show. Canceled. They took him out of the video game. He should not. This, that, Adidas I, dropped him. I spoke about this already. They they wilded out on that kid. They shouldn't do that. Well, contractually, they have to take him out of the video. I game. I get it, but you don't. But you should not vilify the kid because he's a kid. He's not. He's not. So 29. because he's a kid, he's he, he, it's okay for him to do things that people he... people make mistakes, bro. I understand that, but you that can't. wasn't a mistake. That was a choice. It's a mistake. If he said that he took it for reasons because of the wingworm or whatever it is, I'll take him at face value. But you can't drag him through the mud for that. If you make a mistake, you don't expect somebody to drag you through the mud, right? Depends on what the mistake is. If it's a mistake that that somebody can be able to learn from. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay, then. So that, that's my by, by the way, I know this is your show. But going back to the Mets real quick, um, I believe you owe me. Or you don't have to apologize to me, but. You were wrong about Edwin Diaz. I, I was not wrong about Edwin you Diaz. Were, you, you he ha- proved himself. No, you hated was, that man. A lot of Mets fans hated him. I'm, I'm not, not the only one. I embraced Edwin Diaz since the, no, moment, he, fan. Since the moment he touched off, down fine. off the plane. That's fine. Most Mets fans are with me. We ha- he had to prove himself. He didn't prove himself. He's proven himself now, and we accept him. So I'm not giving you no damn apology. So you you want to talk about me and and, and the Dodgers? You, you listen. You you, you were, come on here sounding like a Dodgers fan. You were anti Diaz from day one. I still am, but I like the, I like the trumpets. <laughs> How you like his gimmick, but hate him? It's a wrestling. <laughs> He's a wrestling gimmick. I, I like it. Oh my god! But listen, we're gonna get to the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. Now, it's every week. I always ask the cast who they think it is. Right, Claw? Who you got? Doogie Howser. Doogie Howser? Nah. Doogie Howser. Doogie Howser was an MD. He did a lot of great things. What do you mean? He was a child doctor that saved lives. Yeah. Where, is you, he, where is he now, bro? What, but, but why should he be a dummy? Just like you why said, not? Sigourney Weaver. Why, why, why should she ever be a dummy? Just got to know. Come on, man. You got to know what I know. Jimmy, who you got? Uh, I got to think of this ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give Jimmy some, some, some background. Nicole, who you got? You know what? That's not bad. Alfred, who you got? Yankee fans. Yankee fans. You can always go with Yankee fans. You know why? Why? Because, and I understand that people in sports will always say, oh, the games in April and May, they're meaningless. However, the Yankees proved that to be incorrect because, as we all know, the Yankees have been unable to win, losing to teams that they should bash in the head. But because they won so many games early on in April and May, 
that's where they are where they are now. And they can't they can't win since the All Star break. Still five up well, screw, on the division. Screw the Yankees. But the yes, yeah, screw the Yankees. But Yankee fans still every time you bring up that they're losing, they're instant defense. And I heard this yesterday at City Field. They're instant defense. Oh, well, we got twenty seven rings. I could curse, right? I've already told you yes. I'm just making sure because I'm about to. <laughs> so their instant defense is, oh, you had 27 rings. Well, listen, asshole. When 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 you guys won the World Series in 1911, there was only eight teams in Major League Baseball. So you want to hang your hat on that, right? Alfred, don't take over my segment. I'm not taking over your segment. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't I'm, take over my segment. I'm just trying to tell you why they're dummy, dummy of the week. We understand why they're dummies of the week. We met fans. We, we, we don't have to. We, we already know how incorrigible Yankee fans can be. They're just like they're just like Laker fans. Laker fans are annoying, just like Yankee fans are annoying. They it, are. They're so pompous. Man. Yeah, they are. But um. But yeah, Yankee fans. I like I like Nicole's answer. May I have a drum roll, please? And the winner for Dummy of the Week, John Gruden. Dummy. Yeah. John Gruden is the Dummy of the Week. Dummy. Yeah. Why is he the Dummy of the Week? John Gruden came out and said that, you know, his acts were reprehensible and he apologizes for everything that he said, right? But he deserves another chance. <laughs> another chance at what? Another chance at what? So let me let me get this straight. The man got caught saying some wild shit in some emails, right? And we don't even have all of the emails. So we don't even know what else was said, right? They, we only got probably like, what, maybe 5% of what happened, right? I'm sure there's more, but the NFL didn't want to, they didn't want to really throw him under the bus, right? They trying to save face. This is a man that knows that he got mad, mad garbage out there and still says he needs another chance. Another chance of what? Another chance of what? That's like some man that, that, cheats, on, that cheats on his wife and destroys his family because they say, you know what? I've, I've done bad. But bad things. But hey, let's just water under the bridge. I, I deserve another chance. I know I haven't been here in like the last 15 years. I haven't given you any money, any support. But hey, I deserve another shot. I, I apologize. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I mean, there, I, I, I don't think there's room, not just in sports, but life in general for racist people. Yeah. And when you, when you sat, when he sat there and typed those racially insensitive emails. Comfortable too. He yeah. must have been in his underwear. <laughs> you know when you're in your underwear and you, and you comfortable? You know what I'm saying? He's, Probably had a beer and watching the game. He's only remorseful because he got caught. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is why this is why I got to get him, right? I was always a big John Gruden fan. You know what I mean? Like he, his insight in the game, how he looks at the quarterback position, I respected the man, but it's just certain things that you can't come back from, right? Like for me, Hulk Hogan was the biggest thing in our lives in regards to wrestling, right? But when... When the video came out of him dropping the N-word to Brooke Hogan, all bets off. I can't look at Hulk Hogan the same way. I can't do it. I can't do it. Hulk Hogan is no longer the Hulkster in my eyes. Like, it's just, every time I look at Hulk Hogan, I see the N-word. It's just like, you know what I mean? Like, if 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 I ask for an autograph in his head, is he saying, like, the, this, the worst part is N-word out here. The worst part is Gruden's a coach. Right. In the NFL, most of the league is what? Black. Black. Correct. So he's using derogatory slurs about black people in emails. Right. And then you expect him to 
to, to lead coach and a lead locker a locker room of so black men. Translate well into the right, league. and not to mention a lot of these players, they'll tell you that they look up to the head coach as like a father type figure, right. a leader or a second dad or whatever. That's not a guy I want to be my second well, father. He, he, he my... might be a father, but he might be the alcoholic father. <laughs> that's that's who he is. <laughs> hey kid, I love you. I'll be back. <laughs> like no, bro. We're like going, going to get milk. <laughs> Gonna go get the mail. Like, no, no, I don't trust you. I don't trust you at all. You know what I'm saying? So for for, for me, John Gruden, XFL might be hiring. You, you can go there, you know? College, college don't care about what you do. You can always go back there, right? He can, start, he can start his own sports network so he could draw X's and O's on a TV screen. Correct. Yeah. Talk about all the N-words you want, yeah. right? So John Gruden. For you to think that you're gonna get back into the NFL or deserve a chance, you are the biggest loser for that. But you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. Alfred, I appreciate you for uh, coming on the show today. I appreciate you um, sharing your your baseball insight. The fact that you came on here and you you posed yourself as a Mets fan, imposter. You know what I mean? Over here, you know, waving that Dodger flag. I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate that. Just being a realist, bro. The, the, damn being a realist here. You don't okay? you don't overlook your opponent until the series. I is overlook over. them when I got two Hall of Famers. That's no. what I do. Okay. That's what I do. Okay? So when people look at me, they know I'm a real fan. Oh, remember the 04 Lakers had four Hall of Famers in their starting lineup and you they right. and they lost the finals. You are right. They overlooked the Pistons and you saw where that got them. We didn't overlook four, them. Four ga- no, you overlooked we them. We did not overlook them. We four, just didn't realize four, how good they were. Four games to one, bro. That's that's why you got to bring that up? And Luke Walton was a savior in the one game that we won. Why you got to bring that up? Because I'm just letting you, it's an example so that you can see All I'm right. right. You know what? Remember I said that I wasn't going to come to your wrestling event? Yeah. I'm going to come now, but I need, I, I, I'll have a sign that says, Alphonse Stevens sucks. I'll, I'll print the sign for you. You'll print sign? I'll as print long as you print sign, we're good. All right. You know what I mean, Claw? I appreciate you. Jimmy, you know what I mean? You, you, you did a good job today. Out, out, of a, out of a 10, I'll probably give you... Four. Oh, <laughs> it gets a, it gets a four. The call on the ones and twos is always the silent assassin. Um, until next week, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share. And hit that subscribe button. My son is the champ. So get over it. <laughs>